Welcome to Live the Fuel. Welcome to Live Welcome the Fuel. To Live the Fuel. Focusing on health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Live the Fuel show. So to s- today and this evening, we're bringing on, yes, once again, another new co-host for you, the listeners. We're bringing a new value, a whole different angle that I've not had a chance to even talk about on this show. Uh, but this gentleman... I'll just give you a little tip right quick. He cares about chefs. He cares about the restaurant industry, and I love to eat. So we're going to get into this more, but a quick little bio on this guy is he's a 26-year-old marketing and advertising agency owner that caters directly to the chefs, restaurants, and other brands in the food service industry. Um, so he's got almost a decade of experience working in and around and with restaurants uh, while also having a bachelor's degree in marketing like myself. Uh, But he's from Rutgers Business School. So uh, I'm a Penn Stater. He's a Rutgers guy. We could talk about that too. Uh, but he's also in the process of creating his own podcast. So we've been ta- we've been talking before bringing him on tonight, and that's going to be Chef's Choice, uh, where he interviews chefs and restaurant owners and industry experts. So any of you listeners out there who has a clue about anybody in that sector, listen in on this show and maybe get them connected. So without further ado, Michael Rizzio, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you very much, Scott. I appreciate being here. Yeah, man. So uh, and again, real quick to kind of define better for our listeners, you and I got connected. Thanks mm-hmm. to Chris Mulvaney, who was one of yes, my sir. first three episodes ever aired when I launched the show in September of 2006, sorry, 2017. It's only been a little over a year. Mm-hmm. And you've kind of reached out to me, what, in the past couple months? Uh, yeah, I would probably say within the past, like, less than six weeks, somewhere around yeah, there say, when we first. We might yeah, be getting close to two months. So mm-hmm. Yeah, give or take. Yeah, give or take. And I guess because you're partnering or kind of working uh, side by side mm-hmm. with Chris, and he kind of referred you to me because he and I actually mm-hmm. did a live recording at his offices mm-hmm. down in New Jersey. So, which was super fun, buddy. Those offices, beautiful. Oh my oh god. Oh my gosh. One day, man, I'm crossing my fingers. If he keeps helping me out, I'll have an office like that one day. But right <laughs> now, I gotta uh, got a little while to go. But you've probably have talked to him, and he's probably told you like he wasn't he didn't start out there. You know, it's, no. it's, it's a great story of entrepreneurship, leveling up, and mm-hmm. you got you got to you got to put in the hustle, man. No, absolutely. It's it's actually pretty cool the way our stories lined up. Um, he quit his corporate job at 25. I quit my corporate job at 25. He decided to start his own marketing agency. Um, I decided to start my own marketing agency. And then kind of, we're just actually 15 years apart exactly. Um, so really, I'm just hoping that if in 15 years I could be half the person and coach and entrepreneur he is, I will be extremely successful. So I mean, that's all. That's what I'm shooting wow, for. I'm Shout shooting out this. to Chris Mulvaney. Yeah, yeah, wow. guy is pretty amazing. So, well, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping Chris will obviously will definitely want to listen to this episode. I don't actually, I don't even know how many podcasts. If that guy even has time, actually, I should say, let me clarify this. Everybody has time to listen yes. to a podcast or an audio book because I talk about mm-hmm. it all the time. Turn your car mm-hmm. into a mobile university. It's mm-hmm. a best practice for many, many successful people. Hundred percent. Yeah, if uh, successful people can do something, I uh, like to at least try and do it myself. Because if billionaires are doing something, then it's probably in my best interest to do it as well, right? You can't knock it till you try it. So, I mean, exactly. you, uh, if you ever listen to, you ever listen to anything from Grant Cardone? Yes, absolutely. Ten yeah. X. So, love t- that total book. hustler, All right? Stuff. I got ten mm-hmm. X here the last uh, this past mm-hmm. well, a few months back, and then the year before. Grant was at the same event I was at uh, last year. It was San Diego. This year it was in Vegas, and mm-hmm. just the guy is pure hustle, you know, from the car, oh from the car dealership sales world turned mm-hmm. like online sales and marketing training mm-hmm. guru, Cardone university, all that. But I'm listening to one of his audiobooks for a second time called seller be sold. Mm-hmm. And I've got a good chunk of his library in my library. And he talks about that. He's like, he literally brought this up yesterday when I was at that point in the book about, he doesn't call it a, a auto university or a car university. I do, mm-hmm. but he basically says like, there's no excuse. Like mm-hmm. if you travel a lot and you claim that you have a long commute, then what are you doing during that commute? Mm-hmm. Right? Like I'm sure you have chefs that you've been starting to talk to now that either you knew already or you're now getting connected with that. Well, I mean, unless they live above the restaurant, they probably mm-hmm. have a commute too. Absolutely. No. And they do. Um, so that's, that's one of the things that I'm able to kind of hook people in on is like if, you know, most of the people that I've interviewed, the reason why they wanted to do it was because they listen to podcasts themselves and either have been on podcasts before or are really excited to be on them. 
Um, so it's always fun asking that question. You know, what shows do you listen to currently? I have another one in your book that you're going to start listening to pretty soon, of course. Um, but, you know, they always like really um, kind of the interaction and just really learning and understanding because I'm going after entrepreneurial people that, like myself, are trying to grow themselves, grow their brand, um, and make sure that they're moving in the right direction that way for themselves as well as their business. Well, and I love that. And actually, again, to our listeners, guys, his site is digitalmediacuisine.com. And uh, I love actually, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and share that screen for our, our video YouTube feed people. But uh, how sweet it is. And then right below that, helping businesses achieve succulent success. So, dude, you're rocking some of the verbiage that it totally relates to their profession. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, let's give another shout out to Chris one more time because <laughs> um, he is a major help again with all this stuff. So, um, and as you see up there, I have a little Chef's Choice podcast uh, tab. There Nothing's it in it yet because the uh, it won't go live until January 1st. Do you have any uh, kind of teaser on get, here? I'm going to go ahead and click on it. Yeah, just, just kind of explains <laughs> a little bit um, kind of what, uh, where I came from, where I'm going, and really the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast. Perfect. See, that's good. I mean, as we start driving traffic, which uh, obviously, and again, if I'm correct, if I remember my conversation the other day, you're launching for mm -hmm. the new year, right? Yes, sir. We're launching January 1st. We're going to be launching with, I want to say five episodes, but a uh, minimum of four right now, um, because kind of one of those know your customer things. This is the busiest time of year for chefs and restaurant owners. <laughs> no. So I'm not going to try. Yeah, right. I'm not going to burden them with something extra. Um, I guess burden's not that's the best word to use, um, but I'm not going to throw something. Oh, here we go. I'm not going to throw something extra on their plate yep. uh, while they're trying to get through this whole time. And uh, I think it would be really cool because I have a bunch of advertising campaigns lined up, ready to go. Um, that are just going to shoot out January 1st, let every single chef in uh, New York, Philadelphia, essentially the entire state of New Jersey, Chicago, uh, San Francisco, and the Seattle, Portland area. Um, I've created some advertising campaigns that they're going to get blasted with this stuff and really let them understand exactly what we're going for with this. Well, I mean, first of all, kudos for sharing the about story because right now you got to just start getting those keywords up. You got to get the pages yep. up. I'm sure Chris and mm -hmm. you have geeked out about this on multiple calls. A little bit. And, um and I think it's important because obviously I'll be airing this show for you and this will give you some new content that you can mm -hmm. share to your social media, your email blasts, and maybe mm -hmm. even, I don't know, I mean, yeah, you might, I don't know if you could probably milk that into some of your campaigns too, right? Because it's, we'll it's PR, but exactly. uh, the, the point is, is that start driving traffic because even mm -hmm. if, even if people aren't on there yet, I, the only thing I would do here is if somebody is driven to look at this page is, do you have an opt-in on here? Because I would want to know uh, um, ooh, in the next few idea. weeks, right? Mm -hmm. Like, hey, dude, I want to be on the waiting list to, to get, like, as soon as that podcast is up, like, blast me. Because mm -hmm. in that email blast, you can give them a couple of bullet points. Like, one, yeah. click here to subscribe. Two, listen to the first episode, mm -hmm. second episode, or third episode. And you can even include mm -hmm. who, those, who those guests were and yeah, yeah. Uh, et cetera. I don't know. Just throwing that out there. No, that's a great idea. You know what you're doing, so I'll take all the, uh, all the information <laughs> I can get, man. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, let, let's be real. I mean, I... Um, and again, to our listeners, guys, we're geeking out about marketing right now. Come on. I mean, mm -hmm. Chris is a marketing guy. You got Michael, a marketing guy. I'm a marketing guy. You're just going to have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so with, with the site, though, I mean, how long have you had the site up? The site has probably been up around a year, but I'll be totally honest, probably within the last couple of weeks, I've really started to pay Turn attention and care about it. Yeah, like yeah. a lot, a lot more. Um, and there's still a lot of things to be done. Um, obviously, again, that's one thing Chris and I are working on. Um, so you should have saw this, should have seen this a couple uh, a couple months ago. But it's definitely it's it's turning around. I'm kind of looking at it every day, looking at other sites that I'm kind of trying to aspire to, other companies that I'm aspiring to, and kind of working my way around, making sure that this is uh, exactly targeting the audience that I'm looking for. Well, and that's what we we're supposed to do, right? I mean, let's. Mm -hmm. I talk about this on past episodes too. Is that People think that we have to be recreating the wheel, mm -hmm. but once you get a little experience under your belt, you realize we're not recreating the wheel. We're studying the people who are succeeding in the sectors we want to get into. Mm -hmm. We study their best practices. We study their sites, their brands, how they're doing things, rank what they're doing accordingly. But then in the end, this doesn't mean you copy everything, but then you say, okay, exactly. well, out of that list, what rings true to me, my brand, mm -hmm. how I want to exist? Like my tagline for my agency is control how you exist online. Don't just exist online. Like I can, mm -hmm. I can slap a Facebook page up for anybody. I'm not even mm -hmm. a web designer nowadays. I could, I could turn a WordPress page on for anybody. It's not yeah. rocket science. But mm -hmm. it's, it sounds like you're, you're getting into that phase too yeah. with Chris's support where it's like, okay, mm -hmm. man, exactly how do I want my brand to launch and grow? Yep. 
Absolutely. No. And it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, as you said, we're kind of geeking out about marketing, but I've, I mean, obviously I was BS in marketing. Um, so I always like to say I'm a pretty good bullshitter. Yep. Uh, and people, people usually Fellow bullshitter, sir. Fellow bullshitter. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so people usually enjoy that one. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where I've always really enjoyed the psychology side of marketing. Um, I've always really enjoyed kind of the, the brain side and the things that are happening, left brain, right brain, and how, you know, one word, one color, one button, one picture can really change the entire outlook for a person. So, I mean, I'm not super analytical, um, and I'm not super creative, but it's always been something that I've been really interested in and I kind of like the copywriting aspect of it, Hmm. but it's just, it's so much fun and it's so interesting to me to kind of test things and look at all that. Um, which then I, you know, I talked to my girlfriend about it and she, your eyes glaze over and she doesn't care anymore. Talk to my friends. That's my fiance. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But it's, uh, it's so much fun and it's so interesting and I really can, you know, it's, it's weird. I've always, um, I heard a, um, gentlemen speak, uh, in my previous life, I was a financial advisor for Edward Jones. Um, I managed a few million dollars over the couple years that I was there. It was a lot of fun, hated finance, really enjoyed the job. Um, okay. But, seriously, we're seriously yeah. vibing right now because I mm-hmm. dual majored, then switched it back to a minor in psychology while I was doing my BS mm-hmm. in marketing. You mm-hmm. just said you love psychology. So I studied yes, that. Right. And I spent only a year, luckily with the big ADP mm-hmm. corporation. Okay. Had my, uh-huh. had my licenses in small business retirement. So I would manage, uh, one to 49, uh, co- mm-hmm. companies as employee size on mm-hmm. helping them launch, you know, small retirement solutions, anything else. Yeah. Not the exact thing in finance, but in the end finance in general, I, couldn't stand it. I'm like, no, yeah, not me. Just this, <laughs> yeah. I, I, it turns out I really like my money. I don't like other people's money as much. So that yep. was always the thing that kind of did it for me. And, and it was, you know, the political climate, the, the stock market, all that stuff. I couldn't deal with it. You know, it, it was cold it was, to me. Is that, yeah, is that a thing was, you got off of it? Definitely, no, no offense um, to our listeners who are financial no, gurus. No, no. Like we love you guys. Cause like, I love outsourcing to you. Cause that's one thing I realized best practice. Like, you know, work your strengths, outsource your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah, no. And, and it's the, the company I work for again, Edward Jones, phenomenal company. They're it's a very good company. They, they treat their employees like their gold. They treat the clientele like their gold. It is what it is. Um, it's just the, the, the field wasn't for me. I like the sales aspect aspect. Um, I like the entrepreneurial aspect. I just didn't like the field. Hmm. Um, so after I was there for like two years, I finally realized like, this is just not for me. I need to go out and do something. And I remembered the thing that I loved the most was when I worked in a restaurant. I worked in a restaurant for eight, nine years, loved every second of it, loved engaging with the clientele, loved working with the chefs, kind of loved both sides of it. And it was, a, and it, it, this is kind of my outlet through being a customer. Cause I love going out to eat. As you said, you're a foodie. I can't, quite call myself one yet but i've been to a few really really nice restaurants once i go to a couple three-star michelins then, then we'll talk um and then I had i've my always had first michelin oh, no, second michelin experience in south africa a few weeks back so Ooh, yeah yeah I was very like, oh, nice okay didn't even know they were michelin <laughs> oh there you go well the heck yeah that's, we didn't that's know what we were doing we just showed up and like they're like oh yeah that guy's a michelin i'm like oh cool this is a surprise. I will take that. Yes. Uh, I hope you were then ordered like everything on the menu at that point. Oh yeah. Because the other yeah. advantage is that the Rand, which is the monetary, mm-hmm. uh, you know, thing in South Africa mm-hmm. isn't worth squat. So like yeah. we were living like Kings and Queens. It oh, was, gosh. I mean, it's, it's a, one yeah. of our dollars is like 70 of theirs. Oh wow. It was ridiculous. Like the top, yeah, the would... best, the best bottle of wine is like three, 400 Rand. But do the math. It's like, really? Yeah. Drop it. I'm going. Yeah, yeah. I'll take six of them. That's <laughs> we'll we'll That's Uber awesome. home. There's Uber over there, yeah, too, right. by the way. Oh, would you look at that? That company, man. They're all over the place. Yeah, man. Now. South um, Africa represent. That's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so because I love going out to eat so much, because I loved working in the restaurant so much, it gave me the ability to kind of understand what chefs and restaurants need and then what the clientele wants and is looking for. Hmm. So it kind of gives me, it, t- it tugs on both sides and it really lets me kind of that's where it all connects right here with my business and what I'm able to do, um, you know, kind of for each side. You know, if you look at um, really the, the sector of executives, CEOs, CEI, I like to call them CEIOs. Um, it's, and you see these newer, I don't want to call them drama shows, but the TV shows, like actually something that new, it's been out for a while, but like undercover bosses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. have, I don't have television. We have like we don't have cable, but uh, we mm-hmm. have like Apple TV and that's it. Yeah, but yeah. I, I know that I think that's still around. And the the whole best practice that they're always sharing is that if you truly want to understand your company and help it grow and succeed, you need to have at least lived in the shoes, so to speak, 
of mm-hmm. all levels of your company, especially the frontline employee. And I myself, I was a bartender. I've been a bar back. I've been a server. Um, so I've been around it, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. if I was for some reason going to choose that sector for my future, I already have a decent knowledge because I've been in the trenches. I've I've mm-hmm. I've sweat. <laughs> Trust me, just being a bar back, man. I've sweat. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. So, uh, I was... but I agree with your your point there, man. Like you've you've mm-hmm. been there. You can at least relate mm-hmm. to them. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I never. Um, I guess luckily was never a bar back, um, but I worked in the kitchen. Um, I worked in the front of the house, so I really can understand kind of where both sides are coming from. I was kind of always that kind of floater. So I sometimes connected the two of them when they were kind of fighting, mm-hmm. uh, which is seems to be a more common occurrence than many people would think when they go to a restaurant. The 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 knowledge of liaison, as like I, I like to call mm-hmm. that. I learned that from the mm-hmm. IT when I was in the IT sector for a little while. Being a person that can relate to the business side and the technology side and get the tech mm-hmm. speak and the business speak to go together, I was playing that liaison role. And it sounds like that's where you're going with this too. Is that Mm-hmm. Eh, the front and the back didn't always communicate too well together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then again, exactly kind of as you just said, and you just put it in way nicer words, the liaison between the client and between my client and between their clients. There you go. Um, because sometimes they have no idea how to talk to each other. Well, maybe uh, maybe add that to your copy, right? So how you're writing stuff up, your services. I mean, it's also a very nice flaring what? word, right? Liaison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> talk to Chris about it. I mean, yeah, you, already, uh, you, already, uh, you already got succulent on here and, and some uh-huh. other nice words, but I mean, I think uh-huh. I think liaison adds a nice little flair to you. It, so, it can't hurt. Yeah. It definitely can't hurt. We'll see how that goes. Nice. Actually, do you have any, I believe that's actually French origins. So do you have yes. any uh, current clients that are in the French sector? Or do, uh, do, you, no, do you narrow them down like that? I don't know. Uh, I kind of like to, because then it gives me the ability to say, okay, well, I work with a Jamaican restaurant. I work with the number one soul food restaurant in America. Mm-hmm. I work with, um, a Korean barbecue restaurant, you know? So I, I, I mean, I don't personally kind of silo them, but it's nice to know exactly what I'm dealing with because a, it'll make me look smarter, yep. but B, it also gives me that ability to say, Hey, I work with all these kinds of restaurants. So it's not, I'm not pigeoning hole in myself to Italian food as much as I love Italian food. And as an Italian as I am, I want to work with everybody. I don't, you know, it's more of the restaurant space. Okay. Um, it's kind of the, the, the silo that I'm going for. And, and you may find that as you grow in this sector, um, we talk about, I mean, again, a lot, another best practice in business is that if your, your breadth or your target audience is so wide and broad, mm-hmm. yep, it's really hard for you to really niche out. And mm-hmm. it's a struggle for us to admit that maybe we should be niching ourselves, right? And like niching mm-hmm. down, niche, niche, whatever word. Again, niche. Yeah, well, you, got some, you got some I, fancy words. Let's go with niche. Exactly. Just, yeah. Yes, exactly. This sounds well, a little more French, I guess. Yeah, well, uh, if we're going no. with flair words today. Um, yeah, right. But maybe that's where your company goes because, again, there's – so many different demographics within the restaurant mm-hmm. and the chef world. Mm-hmm. No, hundred percent. So don't chefs do that? They they have to um, niche, niche themselves sometimes on food. Oh no, absolutely, a hundred percent. You know, if you're if uh, they do like to break out occasionally because cooking the same thing over and over again can get boring. But most chefs, when you kind of find something that is almost your a quote unquote calling, mm-hmm. that's probably where you're going to dive down into. And maybe one day I do. Um, you know, there are enough Italian restaurants that I'm going to be able to help. There are enough French restaurants. There are enough Jamaican restaurants, um, that I would be able to help. But right now I think it's, it's also more fun, I guess, for me. I mean, let's be honest, we only get to do this once, so you might as well have a good time doing it. Um, I don't want to, as I said, be pigeonholed to just Italian restaurants, just French, French cuisine restaurants. I kind of want to spread my wings a little bit, see what I really like. And then from there, if, you know, if Chris and I see fit, let's go with that. Um, then maybe we do, we do drill down a little bit more, but I think. Yeah. It sounds the, like you got plenty of time for that. I mean, technically yeah, you've already, yeah, yeah. you've already niched yourself into yeah. you know, the mm-hmm. chef in the restaurant sector. And then as mm-hmm. you grow your business, uh, again, this is one of the best ways to find out where the next niche goes is because you may find that you can't stand working with the owners of a restaurant mm-hmm. and you want to start promoting and being an agency just for chefs and helping the mm-hmm. chefs launch their new brands and their new business. Cause how mm-hmm. many chefs do we've seen this, especially on like uh, the master chefs and all those guys. And yeah, ladies, yeah, right? yeah. Top chef. They, yeah, yeah. Top yeah. chef. Yeah. They get mm-hmm. so they get blown up on TV. Mm-hmm. They get an investor. Boom. They're launching their own restaurants, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Or a lot of them already have them. And now they don't know what to do with this new influx of, mm-hmm. of media and exposure. So maybe you end up being just the, the niche agency that works with the chef turned entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. But that's very niche. And then yeah. as you build out your portfolio and you see, oh, well, yeah, it just so happens that 
I had these 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 sectors of the cuisine. Uh, I don't know if that's a good way to break it out, but then that just that just gets built out as your portfolio, and you say, mm-hmm. "Hey, man, I've niched myself to the chef sector and the turned entrepreneur." And then in my portfolio, these are all the chefs turned entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. you know, that I work with. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You never know. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's definitely um, definitely something I've thought about uh, because it again, I, I want to have a good time doing it. I love dealing with chefs. They're you know, I've always said, and I don't feel bad saying it because I worked in one, you have to be crazy to work in a restaurant. Like there's <laughs> gotta be a screws loose. There has to be, not to say there's something wrong with you, but there's totally something wrong with you. Well, look at Gordon Ramsay, man. I, oh, well, depending I mean, on the that, show he's on. Example. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Some shows he's normal, like completely mm-hmm. calm. And then there's that crazy hell's kitchen thing. And it's like a, pl- yeah. it's like dual personality. That, that, I mean, let's be honest, that's more kind of uh, it's drama. made for TV. Yeah, that's exactly. Uh, he's not, I don't think he's like that all the time. Don't know the man personally. I would love to meet him one day, but. Um, I also no, want to be definitely... a, a possible go-to uh, client one day. You never know. Yeah, you know, that wouldn't be a, that wouldn't be a bad deal for me and uh, me and the agency there. I think that but, could be uh, something to set as a, as a, that's one of those, like, I always tell people, like, with goal setting, you always uh-huh. shoot above and beyond Mm-hmm. your existing goals because even if you don't attain that you'll still end up way the hell further than you would have if you would have just set your goals at like oh i'm gonna go with this local top shelf mm-hmm. t- top chef in, in um let's just call him a top shelf chef in in my local like new york city new jersey area but it's like okay well mm-hmm. but what if what if mm-hmm. so no absolutely and they uh again shouting out chris one more time he's definitely helped me build my goals out correctly like that um so there are some 2030 goals um in that sense there are a couple goals to make sure that i'm working with michelin star restaurants by about halfway through this year um you know so there's a lot of things like that that we've already built out yeah. that um you know we'll kind of we'll be able to see where everything rolls where everything goes and if i really enjoy working with chefs more than restaurants if i really enjoy working with restaurants more than chefs i'm really open to everything right now i'm just happy that i've at least kind of niched myself uh down to you know you can't be everything for everyone so i want to make sure that i'm everything um for the one i guess smart move i like it i mean and i don't know if you and i talked about it before but like it's not all about chris but i just love this connection and Mm -hmm. i because i'm always promoting networking and getting those circles to overlap and we've Mm -hmm. all us three clearly have done that thanks to the power of something as simple as podcasting actually to be fair Mm -hmm. thanks to a weightlifting meet actually Mm -hmm. because that's how chris and i met but the the power of this is pretty fun, but like, how did you two, what was your original meet or, or, or handoff to get uh, connected? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, we're going back to Edward Jones again. So my former boss at Edward Jones, I stayed, uh, friendly with, cause he's an amazing person. His name is Patrick Shannad. He's out in St. Louis, Missouri. Now Shout he's out to uh, Patrick Shannad. Yeah, he is a he's a phenomenal person, a great human being, um, and he was an amazing boss. And luckily for me, uh, he understand he understood where I was coming from when I decided to leave the company. Um, him and I stayed in close contact for a little while. Now again, he's out in St. Louis, so I don't get to see or hear from him as much. But he actually was, I almost want to say, like one of my first clients for my new agency because he has a not a food bank, but a, a, a uh, like a nonprofit called Middletown Helps Its Own out in Middletown, New Jersey, hmm. where they come together, they donate food, they donate to the community, they help they help everyone out in the area, and it's a really phenomenal organization. And I said, Patrick, you need help with this. This is what I do. Speaking about you know Facebook and Instagram at the time, and he said, you know what, I will 100% let you do that. Help us out. You know if you can grow our following, if you can get the word out a little bit more about what we do, um, you know let us. Yep. Yeah, they need a little help on the website, but yeah, it's definitely. Uh, this, this <laughs> I mean, it's um, okay. You you can help with that. I mean, all they. I exactly. mean, I'm sure. I'm sure they got a couple of really nice photos that were taken at the events, and yeah, that's yeah. what you really and, want to show yeah. on something like this. Exactly, and it's 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 a wonderful organization. Um, they recently just had yeah on the uh, 14th and 15th they had a couple of food drives and uh, yeah. drop offs. So originally, I started helping Patrick out with finding businesses that would donate to the cause and help them get money because everything is 100% um, profit, uh, not for profit and donated from volunteers. So him and I were talking. He's been he at this a while, part. my friend. Wow, 1964? Jeez. Well, yeah, Patrick hasn't. He just kind of took over the group when they were, I don't want to say struggling, but when they needed a little bit of help. He was sure. essentially the mayor of uh, Middletown before he left. Everybody okay. knew him. He's, again, great guy. But um, he, so he realized after a couple months of me helping him out, I was like, 
him and I would catch up just like, how's your business doing? How is this? How's that? And I was struggling for a little bit. I'll be totally honest. Not too surprising. I mean, Hey, we all got to start somewhere, bro. Exactly. Never ran my own company (laughs) before. So I need, this is how we learn. Yep. Yeah. hundred percent. I now know, Uh, but I'm I'm currently working on a proposal right now. I'm just, I have to join you on this because like, Uh I, I, I'm like struggling to put together pricing on it. And it's like, really? Mm-hmm. Like, I know what I'm worth, but it's like, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a friend of mine and it's his yeah. company. Uh, and it, it adds a little, di- I get it, man. Like mm-hmm. you're, it's yeah. like, oh, okay. What do I properly charge? I don't want to rip them off, but I know what I'm worth and I want to help the guy and I know I'm going to make some mistakes. So hopefully he's cool mm-hmm. with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it was all uh, thrown in. Um, but Pat, Pat took a little bit of chance on me. He let me help him out. And after I was struggling for a little while, just with the overall business, he said, Hey, I have a friend. His name's Chris. He owns a marketing agency. He's starting off a coaching program. It would probably be in your best interest to talk to him. Um, so nice. Patrick, the introduction and uh, four times my profits later, here we are. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, how long has he been doing the coaching thing? Chris, um, I actually am not sure. I've been doing it, I want to say, for about six months, right. uh, give or take. Uh, five or six months. Can't remember exactly when it was. But um, ever since, I mean, I don't remember exactly what I started with when I was uh how much I was making, but I'm now making about four times the amount I did. I was uh, six short months later. So if now, would you say that's because he's coached you to change your pricing structure, or is it like a confidence boost? Like, I don't know. It's, like, uh, yeah, it's a multitude of things. Honestly, he's helped me with the pricing structure. He's helped me with the sales aspect, which turns out it's the thing I'm worst at. Ironically enough, hmm. coming from a sales job, um, he's helped me kind of organize my thoughts, organize my goals, make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Just you know, I always had a schedule, but he made sure that I hammered one down to the hour to the 15 minutes. Okay, from this time to this time, this is exactly what you're doing. You don't stop. And once that time's up, then you can move on to something else. So he's just kind of helped with the overall structure, organization, the processing. Um, and it's just been, uh, it's been absolutely phenomenal. And yeah, there is, there is his website. Yeah, CMDS online. Um, and again, we've shared them in the show past, but I mean, I always like to plug everybody cause that's part of your relationship. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't remember us discussing this when we did our podcast like a year ago I didn't know he was getting into that, but that could be, that might go under his whole startup business consulting mm-hmm. actually now that I think about yeah. it. Yeah. So, cause it, yeah, that's totally where you're lying. You know, it's, Hey, mm-hmm. it's startup it's consultation, you know, it's marketing strategy. Like again, to your point, you're actually getting some sales strategy which I really mm-hmm. like that. And uh, everything, yeah, everything strategy, honestly. Yeah. Oh no. His team's phenomenal. I've actually only met a few of them um, just kind of through passing because him and I usually, I get there and he's all about business. And again, with the schedule and everything, he showed me his schedule before on the days that he's there. It's uh, extremely, extremely tight. So, you know, there's not really much room for us to dilly dally and, and uh, you know, BS a little bit. We really do get down to business. He helps me with all my problems. He has, you know, the things that he wants to talk about. Um, and then really he kind of lets me vent a little bit every once in a while, which is nice. And then, uh, you know, we have some, some, uh, occasional communication through the week before our next, uh, you know, big meeting. I'll have to reach out to him, man. He and I haven't chatted in a while. So, and I pop over to Jersey often on business. So actually mm-hmm. I'll be down in Southern New Jersey actually this Wednesday. So, uh, there you go. Give him a holler. Yeah. Well, so the podcast, if people mm-hmm. are listening to this, obviously I've already hinted when we first did the intro and the bio mm-hmm. and all that, like this, listen, ladies and gentlemen, like, again, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. If you know somebody who's in the restaurant chef sector, I mean, mm-hmm. it sounds like you got to give you a shout out because mm-hmm. I don't think there's a lot of other podcasts that have actually chosen to niche in this way or niche in this way. Like, what uh-huh. do you think? Have you, have you done the podcast market research on this? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I've done enough. I mean, I guess maybe not enough, but I've done some research, let's say, and I have not found another podcast that's doing what I'm trying to do or am accomplishing, honestly, because the few recordings we've have done have been, the value has been amazing um, that the chefs give. So really, I mean, you can find a podcast that's about chef XYZ and his or her claim to fame and how they got to where they are and, you know, their story behind it. I want to tell that because everybody loves a story, but really what I'm exactly trying to do is, um, I'm trying to give not non-successful chefs and restaurant owners success information from successful restaurant and owners about the business side specifically. Okay. Um, not about cooking, not about ingredients, not about technique. If you're a chef, you know you can find a million podcasts on that. I have not found a single podcast that's that's doing what I'm doing. Um, and in in the same way, uh, you know, having chefs from British Columbia, Vancouver, British Columbia, Portland, Seattle, New York, Philadelphia, 
um, Minnesota, Nashville, Tennessee. I'm having them from all over, all different walks of life. Some that were started as uh, uh, stewardesses or flight attendants that are now chefs 25 years later when they started when they were 30. Um, so really just want to kind of diversify as much as possible and just get as much good business information because um, being a foodie, I'm sure you've been to a million restaurants where the food is amazing, mm -hmm. but you didn't know on the back end that it was going to close in two weeks because that guy has literally no idea how to run a, run a business. Time, um, time to time again, man. A lot of yep. chefs, they it's, become the it's entrepreneur. It's, it's the same exactly. thing in the fitness space, though. You mm -hmm. and I can connect on the same level because uh, it's literally – it's possibly – it's something that I've been told that I should always niche into. But the problem is most gym owners and fitness owners don't have the money to pay for somebody mm -hmm. like me. And that's, that's, that's the frustrating piece. Um, because it's the same thing, like, especially I'm big in the CrossFit space and that's how mm -hmm. obviously uh, Chris and I met. Mm -hmm. And the struggle there is that again, same thing. you got an amazing coach, an amazing, uh, maybe personal trainer, et cetera. They built up the passion, they built up the following. And it's like, you know what? It's time to take this out of my own. I'm going to launch my own platform, my own business, yada, yada, yada. And then it's like, Oh, wake up call. There's no entrepreneurship for, well, mm -hmm. I'm sure there is a program out there, entrepreneurship yeah, for, sure for trainers, yeah. but they're, they're like, I got this, you know, I'll call my buddy who's a lawyer, my buddy who's a finance guy. And actually I can't tell you how many times who don't call their buddies with the finance guy. And, <laughs> and it's like, okay, I'm just going to launch next thing you know, they're, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in debt, their overhead of the building and, and the equipment. And all mm -hmm. they see is payments and bills. And it's like, oh, man, and they're losing that passion. That's the, that's a side effect of it. And it sounds like I'm hearing that the same thing on the chef front too. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's unbelievable. Um, and that's the thing. The best part is I love talking to people who are passionate about something. And these chefs are extremely passionate about helping other chefs. The, the chef community is extremely um, tight-knit and they all want to help each other. You know, Even though half of them are competing, they're all okay with that because competition breeds excellence. Yep. So they they don't mind if you know the chef like three restaurants down that does the exact same cuisine as them comes and asks them questions because they're able they're able to collaborate they're able to help each other and they're really able to give the most to the customers which is really one of the number one things that all of them have said so far. It's, you know they want to help out the customers they want to give a good meal and a good experience. Man, we've been racking up some serious best practices shared today on, on just business in general. But, uh, this is actually goes back to life in general too. Like competition, you're, you're said it competition mm -hmm. breeds success. And mm -hmm. I see the same struggle here in my local area, the greater Leah Valley of Pennsylvania, Allentown, Bethlehem East, and these three little towns slash cities. And I tried years ago to launch a project called the Lehigh Valley Fitness Network. I still own the website and the domain. I haven't done anything with it because I was trying to build a networking community and organization to bring the fitness world and the health and fitness space together, bring together the mm -hmm. owners, coaches, you know, people at that upper echelon and get them to start working together because, mm -hmm. but everybody has still got that small time mind mindset mm -hmm. of the small business. And it's like, Oh no, that's my competitor. I don't want them learning my trade secrets. I'm like, number one, mm -hmm. What if you could learn their trade secrets? And everybody, exactly. everybody learns to build a sustainable business. Everybody mm -hmm. learns to niche that niche themselves, right? Mm -hmm. And you actually get your business to grow because you get better at it and you get more focused. And you Absolutely. want people to know that you're different than the guy down the street. That's, uh, but I, I struggled with that. The same, I have so mm -hmm. many friends in the health and fitness space, and they all, not all of them, some of them actually do see the bigger picture, mm -hmm. but not not all of them do. Not all of them do. Yeah. And it's unfortunate um, that people can be so, I don't want to say closed-minded, I guess, but can be very, uh, you know, can they have the blinders on when they're running forward? Yeah. But it's, it's, it's one of those things where, I mean, if, you, if your trade secret is that amazing, you should probably trademark it, patent it, and sell it. If it's that, you know, far out of this world, good. I mean, you should be able to make more money than you're already making, right? right. Um, now, maybe you're extremely successful, but there should be something else you can do to make a little bit more money on top of that. And if it's Again, not trademarkable then maybe it's not as amazing as you thought it was. Exactly, right? right? So, you know, again, people have blinders on. I understand where they're coming from. Um, it is what it is. And hopefully we can talk to the ones that do want to interact, that do want to share ideas and are willing to, you know, you give me an idea, I give you an idea. And now both of our businesses are better. Now we're both making more money. Nice. You know, that's the thing. There's, there's three meals in a day, right? And, you know, most restaurants are probably open for at least two, two and a half, depending on, you know, New York City restaurants open until two o'clock in the morning kind of thing there's enough clients. I mean, there's what, 15 million people that walk through New York City on a daily basis. If, oh, dude. If you can't make money that New way. Like, beast. You're doing something wrong. <laughs> exactly. You're doing something wrong. So, I mean, I'm trying to build my business in New York and in Philadelphia. Um, 
I'm interviewing chefs from both areas, but I'm also very much willing and I want to interview chefs from all over the country because at some point, as you said, I do have goals that I will be a nationwide agency that I do work with the upper echelon of restaurants, the upper echelon of chefs, and I'm really able to communicate their voice, their brand, their, their, their message to their clientele. Well, and the other, the other piece that you're actually sharing with us right here is actually good best practice that I've shared with other people too, is that thanks to the online space, thanks to the podcasting space, Mm -hmm. we can digitally bring together people from different time zones, different area codes, different States, Mm -hmm. different cities. And in the end, yes, is Seattle a different market than New York that's different than Philadelphia? Mm-hmm. Sure, culturally, maybe ethnically, depending on the populace and how it breaks out. Mm-hmm. But in the end, there's going to be best practices that can be shared Cause, mm-hmm. because entrepreneurship only goes so deep. And mm-hmm. especially if you've niched yourself as a chef or a, or a restaurant owner, you guys are experiencing some of the same things. And there's mm-hmm. no reason Absolutely. why you can't share best practices from different cities, different states, different countries, uh, for that matter. So mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, I mean, things travel. I mean, I'm sure not everything that happens in Seattle will work in New York, but if A, you don't try it, you'll never know. And B, if you do try it, there's at least a way to kind of massage it and and move it around so that it does start to fit the puzzle a little bit better over here because certain words might not work, but certain practices still might. Um, so it's just, again, the, the information we've got from some of these chefs and restaurant owners has been unbelievable. We've also... Um, uh, interviewed a couple um, just industry experts, so food photographers, food writers, just so you know, chefs and owners can get a better understanding of what exactly they're trying to do and how they can help them. Because again, my number one Smart. goal with this, yeah, my number one goal with this is to give chefs and restaurant owners better ingredients to cook with in their kitchen while they're running their business. Well, I, um, I can tell you, yeah. I'm a I travel a lot, so I love Yelp, mm-hmm. right? Great app. Ah. Mm-hmm. And yes, I do love the regular photos that people can share mm-hmm. from their meal. But let's be real, a lot of people, some people don't take the time to share or post mm-hmm. or check in on Yelp. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I love it when I stumble across a restaurant that went through the trouble of getting professional photography done of their of their meals, mm-hmm. cuisine, et cetera, or, or especially the interior of the restaurant. And mm-hmm. I know that they're gonna be polished because they're professional, but at least gives me an idea of what the potential of that yeah. business is. So mm-hmm. I go, I'm again, I'm not in your niche, but I was like, dude, Every legitimate restaurant should have some professional photos taken of, of, of like your core, your core menu, and especially the interior and the exterior of your mm-hmm. restaurant, especially the interior, um, because I travel so much. That's how I love to pick places out. Mm-hmm. It's not just the reviews. I want to see what the place looks like. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm, I'm a coffee shop guy. I, I geek out on coffee. So I love a good espresso, a good breve latte with the richer fats, yada, yada, yada. But I loved also like, okay, that looks like a good place that I could plug my laptop in, hop on the <laughs> Wi-Fi, throw some headphones in, and I'm going to be chilling and I'm going to be cool. I don't, I don't like the coffee shops that are so like crunchy hippie that it's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to be surrounded by a drum circle. But I like to, <laughs> but I, I like the uh, you know the, the trendy ones, right? Like I, I uh-huh. like I like some of that clean, modern, uh, industrial look. But how am mm-hmm. I going to know that? Because yep. most people don't put that on the Yelp reviews. So just mm-hmm. the, that one little piece you just shared about interviewing photographers, powerful man. Like the photographer mm-hmm. can be sharing best practices of chefs and restaurant owners, or they can go listen to this episode because we're geeking out about that right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that will help as well. That will absolutely help as well. And no, it's 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 been a lot of fun, and and just the information that I've also been receiving from it has been unbelievable. Because again, it's it's as much as it is a podcast for restaurant and chef, uh, chefs and restaurant owners. The information, a lot of it is life based. A lot of it can deal with a lot of different things. You know, if things that I'm working through, things that you're working through. Some of it is very, you know, high level, more mindset, more, um, you know, how to really enjoy, how to get passion out of what you're doing. Again, it's it's geared towards chefs and restaurant owners. But if someone that isn't a chef or a restaurant owner listens to it, you'll still get something out of it, which I'm really proud about. Yeah. Um, and you know, the the questions again, I'm getting better every single day when I do this. Your help obviously has been, uh, you know, in, uh, very very valuable. So I do appreciate that again. But it's just been it's been a lot of fun. It turns out I absolutely love doing it too. So it, that's that's another you know the feather in the cap that why stop now if I can help people and enjoy it. I mean, shoot, sounds like a good idea to me. I, I tell people that all the time. I tell people like, yeah, technically the podcast is a hobby because it's, supposedly it's not monetized, right? And I was like, listen, mm-hmm. some shows are monetized and I can't stand them. All right, mm-hmm. but in the end, mm-hmm. even if it's a hobby, make sure it's a hobby you enjoy. 
So even though yeah. I'm a crazy adrenaline junkie, like I go do CrossFit, I ski, I mountain bike, depending on the time of the year. And, um, I'm literally, uh, literally an hour ago, I was on a two, almost two hour long phone call with a guy in, in Banff, Canada. Cause he's uh, one of these world-class concierges for these high-end hotels slash spa Ooh, restaurants right. because my there fiance we and I are planning our wedding for 2019 and it's going to be a, a, a heli skiing uh, wedding. Like we're not going to do a, awesome. bo- we're not going to do a cheesy wedding. We're going to do the whole helicopter oh flying and the mountaintop yeah. ski back. So like, I'm, if I'm going to spend the money, we're going to spend the money, man. We're going to have an adventure. You're going to freaking do it. Right. Yeah, right. So, but like, it's how would I have come across that? Well, because mm-hmm. thanks to the podcast, I had a woman on from LA who's in the same, I had no idea there's a world-class concierge organization. I can't even pronounce Ooh. the name. It's <laughs> French, but they wear uh-huh. two, they wear two golden keys on their lapel. Really? And so shout out to Sarah Dandashi because she's actually originally from this area, Allentown, Pennsylvania. She lives Ooh. in LA, works for some six, $700 a night you know, hotel out there, like a boutique hotel. And I told her what we were doing. And she's like, oh, I got to get you connected with Donnie. I'm like, who's Donnie? She's like, well, there's this like castle looking world-class resort in Banff, Canada, and he is the concierge. And then she gets in to talk about that whole concierge circle of influence and the double key thing. And I'm like, oh, so it took us like a few weeks, almost a month to finally nail down a time to talk. And I told my fiance, I was like, dude, we got to hire that. We got to, we got to work with that resort because they got Donnie. And she's like, yeah, but they're really, really expensive. And then after this phone call, Donnie though. We got Donnie, man. And Donnie. He, he's like, you do realize that I'm a concierge. He's like, so basically I could just become your wedding planner without you guys actually hiring a wedding planner because it's my job to make sure our guests have an amazing experience. So by the end of the call, she's like, oh, yeah, this is this is pretty awesome. <laughs> Don, Donnie's, Donnie's going to take care of you guys. I right. can feel it already. But like how, I mean, how cool, would I, I mean, how many concierges, uh, I learned this from Sarah, know the best restaurants, the best mm-hmm. chefs, right? Mm-hmm. Like the cuisine. It's their job to know that shit. You know, they have to mm-hmm. know the best, all the surrounding attractions. If they got foodies staying at their hotel, they got to know all that stuff. So there's mm-hmm. another, there's another idea is yeah. get set. I mean, I don't know how concierges would, I mean, yeah, well, if you've already bringing on photographers and everything else, like maybe bring it on a concierge to discuss how she picks out her favorite restaurants or whatever. I can get you, I'll get you connected with Sarah if you're game. Sarah or even Donnie wouldn't be a well, yeah, problem. I know. It sounds like I, he would be a blast. I just met Donnie today. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know if he goes on podcasts, but Sarah, she's like an award-winning concierge, and she's got a whole online brand. Um, yeah. It's called Ask a Concierge. And that's that's why she became so like viral online because she's a millennial. But no other concierge ever decided to launch their own brand, right, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. put themselves out there. And she doesn't have a podcast. Brilliant. So – um, but again, we actually geeked out a little bit about like restaurants and stuff. So that's why I was mm-hmm. like, oh man. And I, I, yeah. I tell all my co-hosts, I'm like, man, by the end of the show, I got to figure out who I can get you connected with at least one person. <laughs> that, that would be a person I'd love to be connected with. Absolutely. And, that, and that's something I want to tie back to you is that I love inspiring and motivating new podcasters because I'm mm-hmm. technically a newer one. And just think about it from a networking perspective, right? So mm-hmm. after, you know, after a year, I have over 100 co-hosts that I could probably get crisscross connected just from that one inner circle, let alone all my other business circles and, and everything else. But like just in the podcast world, I have a whole list of podcast co-hosts that I can just start bouncing people back and forth to. And that's become such a powerful tool because I'm a big picture thinker and I just want to share that with you because like, man, mm-hmm. you could have a chef on like a month ago and then you launch and then you bring on another new chef in, in January and you're talking to him and you're like, oh, wait. I just talked to what's her name. She's a great chef, you know, to help launch the show. And you guys should totally connect up mm-hmm. because it sounds like you've struggled or you've shared best practices in the same sector. And it might have nothing to do with podcasting. It might just be mm-hmm. getting them connected. Like how cool would that be? That goes way beyond yeah. your marketing. You become Absolutely. a resource and mm-hmm. that will just level you up in authority in your space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely something that again, Chris and I have talked about that. Just uh, you know, the 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 common uh, quote I see a lot now is you know your network is your net worth. Yep. Um, and that's one of the biggest reasons I also started to do something like this because not being in a restaurant, being 26, not having you know only being in the marketing agency world for about a year now, not a lot of people are really willing to. No, I wouldn't say take a chance because I do have a, a number of clients that I'm extremely happy with and I'm, I appreciate them. Uh, the, I treat them like gold. 
but at the same time there is you know the ability to do more learn more and 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 work harder and make more money and that's obviously something i'm trying to do so just by creating this network of people by giving as much value as i can to all these chefs the hope is that at some point it's going to come back to me you know 10 12 100 fold well and how cool is it if and maybe this is a random idea but let's sing it let's say you get connected with all of these chefs on facebook right Mm-hmm. Like they're now your friends. Mm-hmm. Well, Facebook's also a networking group, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be yep. LinkedIn because um, a lot of chefs don't even exist on LinkedIn, but they're probably on Facebook. And mm-hmm. uh, what if you create a private Facebook group just for all the chefs that have ever been on your show and say, hey, thanks to you coming on the show, would you be open to coming into a private mastermind group that I'm honoring all of the guests of my show? And once you guys are in there, you know, it's a free community, but it's a private community just for people who have come on my show. And I just want to help you guys all get interconnected virtually online. Just throwing that out there is a crazy idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Brilliant idea. Do you know how many Facebook groups are online now? I mean, I have mm-hmm. my own Facebook group. I'll be adding you into that. Uh, but it's like people don't, I'm like, wait a minute. Like you can, there's all these ways of creating masterminds. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't a young, like, Young guy, not known in the industry, but now he's got a podcast show. Mm-hmm. So automatically, you've leveled up in authority because now you're media, dude. And mm-hmm. you're helping chefs and entrepreneurs grow their brand by publishing their content on your platform. Mm-hmm. And then what if you say, you know what? I'm, I'm leveling up my brand. I'm leveling up my show. And I'm going to create this private community. And not you don't have to join if you don't want to. But if you're game mm-hmm. and you're my friend on Facebook, I'm going to go ahead and put you in there. And then every time we bring in new, 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 new members, you'll see people joining. And mm-hmm. maybe one of your key questions in that Facebook community is, hey, if you're new to the group, let people know who you are, your chef background, your restaurant, where you're at. Something short and sweet like that. And mm-hmm. now all of a sudden, people are meeting chefs from all over the country or just between Philly and New York. And then now they'll be like, oh, man, I, I was on such and such podcast show. Next time I'm in New York, I'm going to go to that restaurant. So. Mm-hmm. All these things are just, that's not, this is where my brain works. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I love the way your brain works and I have almost an entire full page of notes. Most of them are me just trying to spell French words that I don't really know how to spell. So I have some scribbles, but I mean, notes I are it. notes. Um, but no, and that that's one huge thing. Again, you know, as I was talking about, the chef community is extremely tight knit mm-hmm. and they really do want to work with each other and help each other out. So, you know, there's a website called Chef's Feed. Um, it's an app. It's an awesome place to go. If you are a foodie, I highly suggest you download it. It's oh, a, a little, it's a cool app. Um, like chef's, like chef's fee as in, or feed with a D D F E E D. Um, and it really, it's just a place where chefs go to talk to other chefs essentially. Huh. Um, so I have a friend of mine who same age, 26, he's been, he's worked in a Michelin star restaurant. He's been all around Philly or I'm sorry, New York, uh, Denver. He's been in a couple different places. And really what this is, is kind of just chefs talking to other chefs. And I mean, people like me and you can go on and just see what's going on. Yeah. But, uh, it's it's really awesome to see what they're doing. So if I see a chef on here, they're clearly trying to build their brand within the chef community. Right. So it's one of those things where I am then trying to, you know, I, I know who I'm trying to go after because they're still trying, they're trying to build their brand within the chef community. And I'm just giving them an extra outlet to do that. I love that. And their yeah. website's pretty smart because as soon as I, I'm screen yeah. sharing this for our video feed, mm-hmm. um, like it automatically knew I was in Allentown. I, usually they ask yeah. you that first, but okay, pretty smart mm-hmm. site. And like, I already know that, for example, like this one of these latest blog posts was, you know, warm cheese is, uh, warm cheese is the best kind of cheese. Yes. You want to let your cheese set in the room and warm up and start sweating. I mm-hmm. learned that. Thanks. To some, actually, thanks to a couple of wineries of all places. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. This is a cool site. Yeah. And that's an yeah, app. It's a lot so, of fun. So listeners, yeah. if you're foodies and you want to like see what chefs talk about, apparently you got to go download the chef's feed app. That's pretty cool. I'm liking it. Heck, yeah, who it's knows, pretty man. nice. Um, the uh, the app itself, yeah, the app itself looks really nice too. Um, again, they just have the same thing. It's just super easy to use, super nice to, uh, and it's it's really nice. If you're interested in the stories behind the chefs, it's really fun. If you're interested in dishes that they've eaten, a lot of fun. Dishes that they've created, yeah, really cool. Um, they get reviews on other dishes from other restaurants, which again is just that extra. So so it's really all very chef driven. Um, and again, it's just them trying to build their brand within the community, which I completely respect. And my idea is I can go to you say, Hey, I saw you here. You're trying to do this. Let me help you just in one extra way. There you go. Say, and and you actually just ask their permission, right? It's like, listen, I love the fact Mm -hmm. that you're getting yourself out there on chef's feed. I'm a huge fan. 
you know, I, I've launched, you know, a podcast to give back to you as well. So if you want to increase your, your value to another level, mm-hmm. I'd love to give back. Um, and then again, like I said, and after that, see, and that's just it, like, admittedly, I went ahead and Google just like chef plus sign podcast and Google. And there is a few out there, but you know, are mm-hmm. all of them doing what you and I are talking about? I don't know. No. Are they even thinking no. about building like a mastermind community of chefs? Who knows? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, how crazy is it that what maybe that community ends up you launching, um, like a forum around sharing marketing best practices to chefs. Like, I don't know, like that's exciting mm-hmm. thing for your business and where you're going. You and Chris got so many ways to take that, but, mm-hmm. uh, and then what if, what if you launch that Facebook group and all the chefs start sharing their own stories back and forth and comment like, Oh yeah, I had that problem. And here's what I did. Well, now you've actually already got the answers, right? All you mm-hmm. are, you're the host of the community. If they become, it takes a little while. Sometimes in the beginning, I've got groups. I have a group that has over, God, approaching 5,000 people in it from all over the world that love the nutrition that I use and are trying to make it work in the CrossFit space. So, and it took a little while. I was kind of like doing most of the posting. And then eventually people are like, oh yeah, I love this, love that they're liking, they're sharing. And next thing you know, they start sharing their stories. And then after about a year, I eventually unlocked the community and let them do whatever the hell they want. And then mm-hmm. I updated the the, the the rules of the community and just said, listen, if anybody sees anything that doesn't belong in here, please just message me and I'll I'll you know I'll kick them out of the group or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trusting you all with this community that it's time to hand it off to you. You know, I'm just the founder. Um, but not every community you can do that with. I have other communities where mm-hmm. I have to physically approve every single post, every single comment because there's still idiots mm-hmm. in there trying to spam. So mm-hmm. just warning you of some of the risks. But yeah, definitely. They do. It's it becomes a powerful tool. I'll just say that. And then, God, if I ever took the time to pull the entire digest from that entire all the posts from those four to five thousand members in that one community, I could probably write books out of that. I could probably mm-hmm. I could probably launch a whole website and mm-hmm. just share everybody's tips and tricks that they shared. Like that can become a valuable resource tool. Who knows? I just, it's just no, absolutely not one of my top priorities as far as money generating activities. But I probably could find a way to monetize that community if I wanted mm-hmm. to, right? Mm-hmm. But in your case, you might start learning other chefs' marketing successes or failures, and then that may end up directing you to a new service that you end up launching. Mm-hmm. We talk about with Chris, like, hey man, I've, I, you know, ever since I launched that community, I keep seeing this pop up a lot, right? And what most successful business people tell you. Don't just start creating services for shits and giggles, right? Like, mm-hmm. why do you ask your customer what their problem is? But mm-hmm. if you get to sit back and just watch everybody sharing it in a community, mm-hmm. you get to see their top struggles come out maybe. I don't know. Just, I'm digging it now. I'm geeking out on this. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 a lot of fun. And again, it really helps that I love food and I loved working in a restaurant. So again, there's just that extra passion behind it um, that I'm really proud of. And that was actually one thing that Chris... Um, after the first few episodes, I told him kind of what I was doing and how I was doing it. And he's like, have you asked every single one what their biggest business problem is and what their biggest marketing problem is? And oh. I said, I will now. Yeah. Um, so at the end of every episode, after the episode is finished, it's not in during the aired part of it. It's more of a personal thing. Um, okay. You know, I asked them, I asked them to critique me. I say, hey, what can I do better? Obviously, I'm not perfect at this. I asked them, you know, who they know that they think they'd be able to put me in contact with. That would be a really great interview. Classic sales them, referral process. Well done. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. That's uh, that's Patrick Chernobyl. Shout out to him again. <laughs> um, and then and then I asked them, what's your biggest business um, obstacle, problem, something that you need help with? Usually doesn't have to do with marketing. And then my next question is, okay, well, what's your biggest marketing and branding problem? And then they'll usually give me something. So it's it's pretty interesting. I don't want to sell to my, you know, featured chefs that I do have on. Um, if they ask me questions, I'm more than willing. And that is one thing that I'm going to be working with Chris with to see how either I can create a referral machine with it or actually be able, cause I don't want to say I feel dirty asking them like, Hey, you look like you need help with this stuff. Oh. I feel like I should probably man up a little bit, um, a little bit more. Uh, if you're not willing to sell yourself, then who else is going to sell you better than yourself? Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's just one of those things I just haven't gotten a hundred percent comes. comes. But over time. Exactly. Over time. I've, I've been there, man. I've been in my, I've been yeah. in your shoes and it's like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. In the end there, it's not, there's, it's not the services that they're mm-hmm. investing in per se. Yeah. It's you. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So they need to know what you're bringing to the table and say, listen, mm-hmm. I know that I'm offering services. Other agencies are, but are they me? Mm-hmm. Do they have my passion? Are they launching a completely free podcasting platform to help you guys grow and share your stories, right? Like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to throw that back in there. Like, that's how passionate I am, right? Like, I would do that. Like, listen, that's just an example of, like, how serious and committed I am. 
So if you're Ooh. looking for something that has that kind of level of commitment, let's talk. If not, it's cool. Thanks for being on the show. I look forward to staying in touch. Join my private yeah. Facebook group. I don't know. Like, I'm <laughs> just throwing it out there. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, yeah, but whatever. Yeah. Got to like, sell a little bit, right? Right? It's like, hey, I, I've got a community. I've launched. If you want to go in there and network, and I, I'm, that's a new tool that I'm just giving you know, to my people who have gifted, gifted my show. Like you, you gifted mm-hmm. your time to my show that I can hopefully help you grow your name, your brand, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But well, that's just another thank you. Like, hey, I, want, yeah. I, want, I, I saw... Or I heard or I saw that there's a lacking of this style of community. Like I'm not saying you don't want to launch a group right away. Like research mm-hmm. it, right? Let's find out mm-hmm. if there's a circle of influence that could be created to give back. And then maybe you become like the host of that community. Right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely good. doable. I think definitely think it's something that um, they can get a lot of value out of too, which is, again, that's, that's my number one thing. If yeah. I'm giving them value, I believe in karma. Um, I believe people are inherently good. So if I do give a lot of value and I can help people, culinary students down up to, you know, 65 year old executive chefs, I'm sure I can help them in some way, shape or form with the podcast. But I also do believe that I'm, I'm able to help them with the business as well, because branding and marketing is huge, especially for chefs right now. I mean, if you scroll on Instagram, what like 90% of the pictures, maybe it's just my feed, but 90% of everybody is it's food, 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 or just oh, yeah. hot girls. So, dude, I mean, dude, and then uh, sometimes you get the, the double or whammy. Or hot girls eating hot the food. Girls with food. Yeah. Exactly. That's the double whammy. And that, I mean, that is the, the ultimate marketing, uh, marketing tool right now. But it's definitely one of those things where I do believe in what I'm doing. I'm just not um, as able to sell it as much as I want to, but I do truly believe in what I'm doing. I've seen it work for all the places that I've been working with because I've been working with a few restaurants since, you know, January, almost an entire year now. And I've seen what's happened to their online communities, but I've also seen what's happened to their business and how I've increased sales. Because again, working in a restaurant, I understand margins are extremely thin. This isn't something like, I'm not telling you I cost this much money because I want to get paid this much. It's because I deserve this much because I can give you that much value, if not more back. Exactly. Well said. So, well, let, that's listen, Chris. I'm going to be, uh, I know, Chris, see, Chris, he's a valuable tool. <laughs> he's um, amazing. Again, shout out to Chris Mulvaney, not just a strong weightlifting guy. Um, no, but he is that. He is. He is. Uh, well, listen, so I got to prep for another show. This has been a powerful cool. episode. I love the story you've shared with us. And if you have listened to past episodes, what I know you have, uh, mm-hmm. I always bring our episodes to the close to allow you to leave behind some final words that, you know, kind of sum up who you are, what you're trying to do, uh, big picture thinking, right? Like we're all about success mm-hmm. and growth and this is bigger than just your brand right now. This is just, Hey mm-hmm. man, this is yeah. what Michael's trying to do next or what his big picture is. That way, if they forget everything else you talked about, <laughs> they can at least remember at least this about can. you. Yeah. And it's like, uh-huh. all right, if you don't want to follow him because of his brand, follow him because of this message. So mm-hmm. what do you got for us? Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm really just trying to connect the world through food. I truly believe in it. I truly love it. And I think that there's a way that my passion can come out. As I said, I love connecting the two sides of me, the side that loves to go out and eat food and the side that loves to be in the restaurant behind the line sweating because of the fire. So it's really just one of those things where I I believe in what I'm doing. I'm extremely passionate about it. I'm extremely excited to move forward with, with Chris as my, I guess you could say right hand man being able to help me out with everything the the ability for my brand to grow in the direction that we see it moving in especially with the podcast for 2018 um you know i really do see some big things and and again i really do believe that i'm able to help people in that process and i think that's just the most important part because bringing joy to someone else has always brought me an extreme amount of joy so if they're you know i don't need to make a million dollars doing that you can do that very easily um but if i can make a couple dollars doing it then i I consider that a good day game on well, thank you for this word, sir. Well, listen, hang tight. I want to give you a proper goodbye off the air. To our listeners, that's Michael Raziel. Okay, and actually, real quick, I will share his site one more time for the video feed. So again, listeners, make sure you check him out at digitalmediacuisine.com. He's got a great new site. He's got an exciting new podcast coming. New year, 2018. We'll have everything linked January in the show 1st. notes like we always do. So again, to our listeners, this is what we're all about, guys. We're talking about health. We're talking about business. We're talking about lifestyle. Today, we talked about food. Listen, keep living the fired up epic life, people, because Michael is. I'll talk to you guys again soon. Hey there, Live the Fuel fans. Quick commercial break. Uh, Before we close out the episode, just wanted to give you some extra tips and tricks before we send you on your way. So again, thank you again for listening to the Live the Fuel show. I hope you got a lot out of this recent episode. Uh, More importantly, please subscribe to the show if you haven't subscribed yet. Stay in touch. Get me some feedback. Submit a review on iTunes or Stitcher and get us the voice of you, the listener, so we can build this content back into the show and make sure that I'm actually taking you, the listener, into this uh, design and future 
future as Live the Fuel grows. So again, subscribe, submit a review, stay in touch. Heck, on that point, go visit livethefueltank.com. Livethefueltank.com. That will take you to the link to our private Facebook group community where you can join and I can stay more in touch with you going forward outside of the podcast world. All right, last quick little piece here for you guys, some extra value. One, go to livethefuel.com main page. You'll see on there we have our free resources guide. If you are looking for free content and not having to pay for it, consider getting on my email list. You click on the button, send me my copy, get your Super 7s resources guide. There's over 21 of my favorite online resources that I built into this little uh, electronic guide for you guys. There's no cost. It'll just be emailed to you just by hopping on my email. Again, just thank you for listening. I want to give you some value. Uh, Second piece of my little extra nuggets of knowledge, if you want to call it this, is go to the resources section on the site. In there, I have three columns, health, business, lifestyle. And two, right off the bat that I want to make sure you guys are taking advantage of is number one, eatpillynuts.com and number two, villacapelli.com. Their logos are on the site. You got a big bowl of nuts there and you got a cool big V Power V logo. Both of those, if you use the discount code FUEL, F-U-E-L, you will get 10% off at checkout. So take advantage of that, please, and thank you. And more importantly, there's other companies linked on there. Uh, My nutritional and health alignment with Isogenics since 2010. Uh, The Pure Vitamin Club company for their kick-ass magnesium B12 and an awesome multi-cap. There's some additional business resources on there. Number one, Singularis IT. I go mountain biking and road cycling with the founder. This is a legitimate IT company. I don't care where you are in the world. You can use their services. We're talking about serious white glove level services. I've moved all of my IT solutions over to them, and I outsource them regularly for any future and onboarding clients down the road. And lastly, but not leastly, David Studio. If you have no clue who this guy is, guess what? He is my new audio engineer. This is the guy I've been having making it happen behind the scenes. I found him through the Fiverr world. So if you search for David, D-A-V-I-D, studio on Fiverr, you can track this guy down. But guess what? He's also on the Upwork platform. He's on the People Per Hour platform. You can search for him through his real name. I've never literally physically met this guy or talked to him in person. We have been just met through the online world. But if you search for E-M-I-N, that's, I believe, pronounced Emin, and uh, Fikik, which is F as in Frank, I-K-I-C, you can search for him in Upwork people per hour or more importantly just go to fiverr like i did but if you are a podcaster or somebody just looking to get quality audio engineering this is your guy so again guys i'll let you get back to your day thanks again for listening to live the fuel we'll talk to you guys again soon thank you for listening to live the fuel visit us at livethefuel.com stay connected on facebook twitter instagram and more at live the fuel live the fired up epic life hashtag live the fuel